like my dreams gotta reach This pain and all this grief If you see God and you have to speak Tell him it's crazy in these streets Feel my pain and get so deep That make it hard to Yo, I'm Pastor Phil, and I want to welcome you to Church on the Block. Real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets. Holy Culture Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 154, with my great host, Ruck Boy. Yo, what's good? Great Sunday morning. Let's get it. Yep, yep. And my great host and brother, Pastor John. Wait, are you the same, man? And Pastor Jay. <laughs> you should see me. You shouldn't have seen me looking at him, y'all. <laughs> Pastor Jay on the mic. What up, y'all? Glad to be on the show. Yes, yeah, man. Our two great <laughs> friends, man. These brothers are, are incredible, man. Great thinkers. Um, we are talking about and have been talking about the church as we talk about what does it mean when we say the church, right? And today we're talking a little bit about you know the the messaging. What are we what are we hearing? What is what is the church espousing from messages, right? When when hip hop get started, right? You got different elevations and evolutions of hip-hop. You got cats with a cadence that's different, right? These are the breaks. Break it. So the cadence is different. Or the cadence, And so that becomes clever. So that becomes sort of a standard. And then pretty soon people go and they shift it. But then people add deeper lyrics. And then people add uh, a certain kind of uh, uh, depth to their lyricism. And some people make it fun and clever. And so what happens, your ears get attuned to that style, right? So you, when, when, when we were having our hip-hop church service, right, cats would come with some deep stuff that they're talking about. And because some of the young cats were listening to some candy rap, they couldn't absorb, man, what this dude talking about? What's she talking about? Man, I can't, this ain't right. Because the messaging that they were used to was all candy as it pertains to hip-hop in that context what they were listening to. If you're a purist or a hip-hop head, lyricist desiring to be, you, you'll get that, what I'm saying. Sometimes I believe that that's what happens with the church, right? The foolishness of preaching God still uses. But I have to ask, are we preaching foolishness? That's the question I'm asking right now, right? Are we preaching foolishness? What's the messages? Like when you look at, uh, the 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 movement of people of God or, or, or people trying to find God, you know, what is it that is moving them to come closer to God? I mean, what is it that we need to do in order to um, make this reality, the foolishness of preaching, be really what God calls us to preach? When you look at how Christ was preaching, Christ used stories. Mm-hmm. Christ said, man, um, there was a guy such and such, and he would just break stories down, right? And there was a situation here, and then he would dialogue in a way of the, there were farmers, and they were throwing seed out there, right? And he was teaching in such a way that was relevant to the people, right? I wonder at times, and I'm specifically even talking about even in the African-American context, right? Are we preaching at the people or with the people, right? Are we preaching Christ above people uh, or under people or within and, and, and throughout uh, people, right? And the messaging uh, oftentimes is the first place somebody's going to say, I've never been to church, I'm going to go to. Man, that preacher preach, man. That, man. And sometimes it's gimmicky-ish kind of preaching, right? It is, whoop the bam, fit to do this Sam. Boy, that was a great message. You don't, you, that was cute and clever till Tuesday when you got fired. Now you don't know what the word of God is going to teach you to give you some substance to, to navigate life through, right? You know, so messaging jay what you think as a pastor yeah this is good man like it's one of those conversations that um i think preachers pastors definitely um we have amongst ourselves but we need to be having them with our congregations um you know and the reason why we have them with ourselves is because what happens behind closed doors is pastors sit around and try to talk about how clever they are or Mm. like um how deep they are or you know or whether they've said something that no one else has said and all this type right. of crazy stuff. And the truth of the matter is, I think 
when you narrow down most of the messaging that you hear um, in churches, and especially in, in African-American context, it's really about, I just want God to fit into this box that I've created, make me a little bit happier, make me a little bit wealthier, make me a little more comfortable, <laughs> right. right? Get me what I asked for. Me, 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 me. Did I mention me? And what's frustrating about that is there's nothing wrong with wanting to be happy, wanting to be a little more successful, having all those, none of those things yeah. are bad. But when they're done um, as your center or as your core, that means that what happens is you start thinking about yourself above the greater good, mm-hmm. above right. the common right. good among right. everyone else. And to me, that's the messaging that's missed the most in the yeah. church right now yeah. is that conversation around how do we continuously raise right. our communities, grow right. our young people, continue to make our next generations beyond us better than who we are now, yeah. mentally, physically, spiritually, financially, yeah. all the different ways. Yeah. Um, and so that's what I worry about. I mean, because I tell people all the time, preach is one of the most futile things you'll ever do in your life, man. <laughs> right, like, right. I, I, I tune into trying to fill up a whole bunch of glasses and you throwing water out from the pool. Exactly, there, man. exactly. It's, just, it's, it's, it's really the craziest thing you could ever do. But it's a commandment for a reason, right? right. Like we're told to preach. And yeah. I just believe it's because the message that we're giving is so revolutionary if no we're doubt. giving the real message yeah. of unconditional love that causes people's lives to change. True, so, true. Yeah, that, that's the hard part. The hard part is we. I, I believe that a lot of times we know what we're supposed to say, but that won't seem like it's going to mm. do what we want to do, so yeah. we don't say that. Right, you know? right. We change the message we'll to be say, something more comfortable right. to tickle ears so people will get yeah. the the outward response that we want versus the inward change we desire. Exactly. And that's the problem. Yeah. I mean, and you look at you look at Kendrick Lamar's new album, yeah. right? Kendrick Lamar's new album Perfect is example. crazy, right? The messaging he's saying in there, you got to listen to the album at least um, 45 times uh, and you absorb <laughs> it, for real. I mean, it's That's like, a good number, 45. 45, 45 you know what I mean? You, you, you do that when you read something really well. You, What did he just say? You want to you absorb it, right? You, you're not reading it because or hearing it because you don't get it. It's just like, what did he, let me, let me figure that out. And, and how he's doing it. Cause even in teach, even when Christ taught, Christ said powerful things with what he said, with his word, but it's often how he also said it. So there's yes. two versions of it, right? Yes. The words he said, but then how he said it, right? Yes. It's like we talk to our kids, the way you say a certain tone means a certain thing in the house, right? And so we learn from that at the same time. We talked about Christ talking to Nicodemus and saying, you, how long you been teaching? You crazy. You um, you trip it. Yeah. Talk to the woman at the well the next day or whatever, a couple of days, whatever. Like, hey, can I get some water? Yeah. Hey, man, you know, hey, I don't know. And you just a regular conversation with her, right? And the discernment in that space requires I am in relationship with the people who I'm with, right? And so Kendrick Lamar's album is ridiculous because there's so many messages he's saying because he's in tune with the people. See, hip-hop has been able to sustain itself for so long because it's cinder Receiver, that's right. Friendly, that's right. Churches are cinder friendly. So I'm going to tell you about the Theopneuptos of God, <laughs> and therefore we will find this in the book of Habakkuk, and we're going to study the Hesed of God. What that you that you just love hearing yourself talk? Right there. <laughs> hey, you know I mean? Now I'm, I'm back to I'm back on my phone on Twitter talking yeah. about I'm at this daggum church with my mama. Yeah. Well, I need to get up on that here, right? Yeah. And and you find then. God becomes irrelevant. God's uh, love becomes un- unattainable, and then all these kind of things like that. And then, then you find uh, the uh, cats who who um, 
you know, want to entertain folks. I remember, I remember going to uh, Tony Evans uh, pastors conferences. Man, I went to the very first one, and my wife got me this little scholarship thing. It was so sweet, man. She wrote a letter. Uh, my husband's new in ministry, and they wrote a letter back saying we're gonna give you a hundred dollars scholarship. And I got the letter. I'm like, babe, they know me. Mm-hmm. She wrote the letter. You know what right, I mean? It's just right, a blessing right, that right. they have it. Right? They got a scholarship. We drove there. But one of the things that was a debate at that time, per se debate, it was indirectly in the black church, well, do you, should you hoop or expository preach, right? And then Tony, in like the second or third conference, came back because he had Kenny Almer, Hooper, but great meat in Kenny's sermons, right? Some stuff go back and forth. But 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 in the context of uh, breaking down, Tony then said, if you got meat on the, on the plate, you got meat, it's okay to have a little gravy, right? Mm-hmm. And so he welcomed the totality of black preaching, right? The totality of it all. And so there was a, there's, there's a, a, a core thing to me, though, in preaching and, and communicating the gospel is that, and the struggle is how do you make uh, uh, the, the word plain? Make it plain. Christ was able to make stuff so daggum plain, man. It's just so like, what'd he say? And so in the midst of that, that that's one, and how relevant is it? Is it relevant to what's what's happening right now? I mean, a shepherd should smell like sheep. If you don't smell like sheep, you don't know what you're gonna preach because you're you you, know, you smell like Dolce and Gabbana. You ain't smell like no no sheep dung. You know what I'm saying? So therefore, you don't know you preaching at people. It's like it's like this one guy. He was a pastor of a leper colony, right? And for years, twenty years, he's preaching and teaching. Then one day, he got on the pulpit and said, "Us lepers," because he got. Infected with leprosy. That kind of usness is what has to happen in your preaching. In order for folks who will get off their phones and be like, yo, what did you just say? Yo, that I'm going through that right now. Did somebody call him? Like now it becomes real, right? And so you find the messaging. Oftentimes it's that first step of people coming to faith in God and knowing God and knowing church because that's all we know is church and a preacher. That's why, like, when I think about hip hop, and I know you know, we talk about messaging. What I love about what hip hop is done, whether it's you know outside of like faith or religion and Christian, because I'm not going to say Christian and secular all that, but yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, no matter where it's coming from, it's this notion of hey, I just want to speak from my experience, mm. and if I speak from my experience and I'm real and raw with it, right. it will go straight to your heart. Like that's it will it. speak straight to your heart, right? And so that's why, like, you hear dudes say, like, that dude was before his time. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? As an MC, <laughs> he talking about stuff ain't nobody talking about yet, or yeah. like he's saying stuff people ain't saying yet because he or she is speaking from their lived reality right. and it makes it so real and to me that's what makes messaging genuine yep. it's not so much about whether you craft a great message or all that man what comes from the heart goes to the to heart. heart if it's real, real and you say man are you saying what's really on your heart and what's really going on around you yeah man it will change everything man that's True. you know that's what i love about it man yeah. like and yeah. that's what i think we're missing a lot yeah. of times is we Definitely. try to craft messages Definitely. And when you look at gospel music, you find, I think the shift of gospel music came because somebody's like, ain't nobody talking about this right now in a, in a song. Like, Oh Happy Day was one generation's return back That's to Jesus, right. return That's back right. to Christ, because that wasn't the song. You know, and even instruments in the church with Thomas Dorsey. And then you find Kurt Franklin with Stomp. All of a sudden, cast is coming. Because there's, there's always, a, to me, a, a pattern of a break of, we tired of this, this ain't right, right but I'm going to be bold enough to do it. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh man, y'all Y'all on that right now? Oh my God! And and and, and folks enabling them to experience and connect with God in that way, man. Yo, you are here with us with uh, Church on the Block. We're real talk about hip hop, the church, and the streets with my great host, great friends, Pastor Jay, Yo. Ruck Boy, 
And we have a special guest. We have a pre-recorded interview we did with Corey Red, my man. You know Talking what I'm saying? My about man's before your time. Woo! For real. For real. Real. Grown man talk, man. Yes. I mean, my, 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 style, my, is my style is hot. Yo, I love that song because you got to encourage yourself sometimes, right? <laughs> and we're going to talk to Corey about the church. If you're a Corey Red fan, man, stay on because he's going to spit some bars too. Man. You know, he can't leave an interview without rhyming something. So we're going to interview Corey and, uh, and and stay with us right here. Real talk about hip hop, the church in the streets, church on the block. This is Pastor Phil. We rocking with Church on the Block. Real talk about hip hop, the church in the streets. I got my man, one of my favorite MCs. As a matter of fact, your favorite MCs, favorite MC. Man, <laughs> guy, been doing this for years. Corey Red is in the building, and his whole entourage, wow. Corey Red and Precise, they're coming out with a new album. We'll talk about that in a second. But Corey, man, talk to me about the church and like the church's impact or lack of impact or empathy about the streets and its engagement with the streets. What what, do you, what is your perspective on 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 that as an MC who is a voice for the streets and for the kingdom. I mean, I think I think you don't see the church as active in the streets. I don't think it's just a church issue. I think it's just a generational, like sign of the times issue. You know what I mean? Like, cause no cause do you see people really as active in the street as they were in say the sixties or even the eighties. You know what I'm saying? It's like, right. I mean, I think everybody's so digital now. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody's so technology now. It's like engaging people like face to face is kind of like it's kind of like going out of style for the most part. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think I think a lot of people in the church don't engage in the street because, you know, I think they, I mean, plus with Christians, a lot of times it's kind of optional. Like you'll see somebody like this Buddhist or a brother just came home from jail. He got the final call or whatever. He went around selling bean pies, letting you know about Allah, whatever. And he feels like that's what he's supposed to do. But it's like with the church, man, it's like, even when it, with things like fasting, to Christians, like fasting is like optional. Where in other faiths, like fasting is part of the game. You know what I'm saying? It's not yeah. op, It's not an option. You can't opt out of fasting. Man, that's a good word. You know what I mean? So I think like, I think like with Christians, it's like we got so many denominational creeds <laughs> since Christ. And we got so many gangs, so to speak, that there's no uniform there's no uniform or universal way of engaging people. Like everybody got their own. It's kind of like in the days of Samuel when it says everyone did what was right in their own eyes. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? True. So it's True. like, like I said, people look at it like, I guess it's just optional. You know what I mean? I, I think, you know, as technology and the digital era carried on more, it's not just the church failing to engage people. People just don't engage people. You know, remember, remember when, remember when we came up, the family ate together. Right, right, right. Now, not only don't the family eat together, if they do eat together, everybody's on their phone. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like, I think it's just, it's a, it's a, it's, some of it is the apathy of the church and lack of zeal, but I think it's just, we just don't like engaging people. You know what I'm saying? Unless we're trying to sell them goods and services. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? Oh, the only oh, people oh. that really engage people face to face, usually, they 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 they're presenting you a good or a service. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think maybe I don't know. Maybe some people. I mean, we're so brand oriented now. Maybe we need to let people know, like the, the kingdom, like eternal life, is a product. 
Mm. You know what I'm saying? That we marketing, and in the kingdom of God is our brand. Like I mean, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe if you don't put it in brand form, people can't understand it no more. You know what I mean? Wow, wow, wow. That's good word though, man. That's crazy perspective. I like the whole optional piece, right? Where I mean, I speak and teach at a prison, state bill prison, uh, on Thursday for North Park Seminary. These cats are getting a master's degree, and they're frustrated because they want to be out speaking to young cats on the block where no one spoke to them from the church, right? Right, they right. Talk, they talk about how they dissed the church and, and, and pushed away from it, but it wasn't as if the church really did uh, 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 an aggressive approach or created even a space for them to have a space to wild out in order to to, to watch them until they and got You know what I think it is too, Phil? Like, if you think about it, like, take, like, during the civil rights era, human right. rights era, the 60s yeah. and 70s, yeah. like, all those movements, those meetings, whether you was a Christian or not, were held in churches. Right. You had churches oh, yeah. that was in the leadership. Because it's like, in that era, the church, there was a time when the church automatically felt that spiritual causes and social causes, you know, they intertwined. You know what I mean? Right. And somewhere, somewhere along the line, the church got so exclusive and so um, Mickey Mouse clubbage. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Where it was like right. we just circle the wagons, like, like I know, like I go some places, and like me when I'm with you, and, and when I'm with you, right. walking through the walking through the streets, on right. when me and you walking through the west side, we walking through the hood. Right, I feel just like I would if I was walking with a gang member. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know everybody. Right, everybody know you. Right, yo, fit pastor, what's up, yo, feel like because you're engaged. <laughs> right, but then I've been to churches where. The pastor been in for 20 years and he don't know nobody in the projects right across the street. Right. <laughs> then I've been places where the pastor's so engaged and knows everybody in the community that when the pastor got his car stolen, he made a phone call to the hood and cats calling right back. Yo, we got your car back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right. Because right. he got he he knew people in the neighborhood. They go, Oh, that's pastor with now. You gotta get that back. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? That's that right. bishop joint. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I, I think, um, again, I think that people in the in the physical church think engaging the community is optional on one hand, yeah. and then on one hand they feel like now that I'm saved now, I don't want to. I don't want nothing to do with those people in Samaria. Mm-hmm. You know talk. what I'm saying? Real and talk. again, again, it's optional. Yeah. Like cats are praise the Lord all day. Talk about we gotta reach the youth, gotta reach the youth. <laughs> and it's like, like it's some dudes that be on the corner every Sunday. Yo, you walk right by them, man. It ain't never wanna say, hey, how you doing? Right. You ain't gotta stop and say, excuse me, have you received Jesus as your Lord right. and Savior? Right, right. Maybe right. if you just talk to them, right. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Then right. maybe exactly. one day they'll see you and they ask you a question. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right. So I just think that it's just like. It's just simply a lack of motivation. Yeah, yeah. That's all. It's like, I mean, I'm sure, you know, now me and you could get together and write a 300-page book about it and sell it. Right, right. But right. it ain't that deep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, that's true. It's just a lack of motivation and a lack of concern. Yeah. They yeah. don't care. Where, where did that come from? I mean, you mentioned about the civil rights, and you mentioned how that was like the church's duty. Like, they felt civically, socially, uh, spiritually, they got to be on top of it. And I think, like, what, I think, I think, but the church since then split. Like instead of having a balance between spiritual and social, mm. like a lot of denominations and ministries split where some are so heavily spiritual, they're no social good. 
Right. And then some people got so social that they know spiritual good. And, and right. a lot of people don't realize, like, you know, long story short, when the Bolsheviks took over Russia and they started the different uh, communist revolts throughout Europe, yeah, they thought it was going to take off and become a worldwide revolution and the rise of communism. Right. But what they found out is when it came down to it, people in Europe sided with their national nationalism before they did communism. Yeah. Before they were a communist, they was like, yo, I'm Dutch, I'm English, I'm French. So then they went and revamped the whole Marxist theology and they realized they revamped it and put it forth as cultural Marxism. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't so caught up in like the cultural or the um liberation the theology. Yeah. It's really it's really just another form of cultural Marxism and it's not really about being spiritual at all. You know what I'm saying? So I think yeah. with the church yeah. answering your question, somewhere along the line, instead of people being spiritual and social, they kind of pick either or. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes sometimes people pick either or when it's like, you know, remember, we're trained to pick a side. Mm. We're, we're trained in society to pick a side. And usually <laughs> right. they, they usually play us with the color red and blue, if you notice, a lot of times. Mm -hmm. right. With the Democrats right. and the with the Democrats and the Republican, one is red, one is blue. Yeah. You know, the Crips are blue, the bloods is red. Yeah. Now, yep. I mean, they wear yeah. any color in boxing now, but remember, it used to be the blue corn and the red corn. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. And so we're kind of trained that when there's a topic, we have to pick one side and not like the other instead of trying to get the best of both sides. So mm. back in the 60s, if somebody liked Malcolm, they felt they had to not, not like Martin and vice <laughs> versa. But why can't you why can't you like Martin and Malcolm? Right. <laughs> Why do you have to pick one or the other? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, <laughs> like this right. one more for this and this one more for that. They were right. both necessary. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? True. And so I think sometimes we're so we're so used to being um pushed into a gang. Yeah. That we don't know how to just sit there and get the best of three. Like if you're sitting there, if somebody's sitting there, three speakers are debating, one is a conservative, one is a liberal, and one is a moderate. Right. Yeah. And it's like there's parts of both of all three of what they're saying that could be taken and could be put into an agenda. Right. But right. people just sit there and say, yo, I'm I'm conservative. So I just got to disregard and disagree with whatever the liberals <laughs> and the moderates are saying. Yeah. And so they train you. It's like we're trained how to, like, pick a side and be yeah. against something all the time. And we're more. We tend to be more against something than we stand for something. Right. Like most people could tell you what they're against, but if you say, "By the way, um, what do you stand for?" Right. They can't even. They, they take them. It would take them a while to explain what they actually stand for. There was you know a. Great, there's a great preacher from New York, Gardner C. Taylor. Right. You heard mm -hmm. of Gardner C. Gardner C. Taylor in Brooklyn, and mm -hmm. the man, the man, it was he was considered to be. The past of the century years ago, like a time okay. magazine, the past of the one last 100 years, man, it was a beast. He's speaking at an ecumenical event, and mm -hmm. it's, it's Hindus, Muslims, Christians, uh, uh, they're uh, Jewish uh, folks, and they're all talking about God. He's the last one. He gets up there and he does it so cold. And I'm saying this kind of to your point about where is the fine line of where we can connect. And what he says is, I'm not sure 
whether that, you know, in, 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 in that straight old school style of, pre- I'm not sure whether or not your God is this and this and this and this. He said, just want to know if your God can answer one question. Is he able? Is he able in the midnight hour to bring your daughter back when she's ran off? Is he able to bring that son? And, 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 and that part right there, is God able? I mean, the, the, the reality of, of that common thread, Republican, liberal, uh, 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 moderate or whatever, what is that common thread that we can say as kingdom people, this is what we are, are, are about and this is what we're going to do, right? Whether you worship in all Spanish or you worship in uh, Korean right. or whatever, it is that it is that Because you know, it's like we no longer have the word be the standing, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like they're in church. It's like, remember when the Pharisees when the Pharisees came along and they came back from Babylon when, the fa- when they came back from Babylon and then the rise of the Pharisees and the Sadducees and everybody came, what yeah. happened was since everybody didn't have the scriptures and the mm-hmm. Pharisees and the scribes did, their interpretations of the scriptures began to be scriptures. Mm-hmm. Right. And right. that's what happens now. So we right. got these different denominations and people are like, yo, I like Phil, but you know, I'm Episcopalian and I'm a five-point Calvinist and they broke, they broke everybody up. You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, the whole thing is God started a movement. It's the kingdom of God. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, that's the brand. Right. The kingdom right. of God is the brand. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. you know, everybody like just, that. everybody ran off and made their own companies. You know what I'm yeah. saying? We got all these subsidiaries. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, <laughs> There's too right. many subsidiaries. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Franchises. <laughs> right, right, look, right. Look, look, look. Christ is the holding company. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, man. That's a good word. That's a good word. I mean, the reality is, is that as as peculiar as it might be, God still uses preaching, as it says even in Scripture, right, to to change, to turn the hearts of the people. And and church churches can be a spot to preach, but also the streets is a is a spot to preach. We engage in. You know why you you know why it's necessary for us to have relationships with people in the world is I'll tell you the number one problem with the church. (laughs) The number one problem with the church is since we don't engage people and people don't get to engage Christians a lot of times, except certain people that maybe their cousin or their friend or whatever, but in general, the public doesn't really get to engage with Christians Mm because we don't deal with them or when we come (laughs) so religious, we repel them. What happens is they have no point of reference. So their yeah. point of reference is comedy shows, stand-up comedian routines. <laughs> right, movies. right. So basically, right. What I'm, basically what I'm trying to say is if we don't, if we don't engage the, the public right. and handle our own public relationships, what happens is if all they have is the media that, right. that, that portrays the caricature of what the church is, Right. And basically what that means is our biggest problem, Phil, what I'm trying to say is Satan is our publicist. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> hey, look, Satan's you our don't, publicist. You don't, you, don't see, you don't see no shows where they dissing an imam. No. Where, where, where imam went in and, and grabbed some girls or did something crazy or stole some money. And they do. And they do. They don't tell the story. Exactly. 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 Or when a, or, or when a Christian does something strong, you know, uh, like that. Like they won't tell you, they won't tell you about uh they'll show you how strong Harriet was. Right. They won't say about how she leaned on her faith in Christ. Ooh, right. You understand? They yeah. won't say how Frederick Douglass and these people leaned on her faith in Christ. Right. They won't talk 
They won't talk about how George Washington Carver took the peanut, man, lifted it up to God, and said, "God, since you made the peanut, show me everything this peanut could do." And he showed him like <laughs> three hundred things you could do with the peanut. Man. Right, exactly. So they, never, they never tell you somebody's a Christian when it's an honorable story. Right. They always make sure you know somebody's Christian when they do something ratchet, right. or wicky, or right. abominable. You right. know what I'm saying? Right, right. But they, again, it's our fault because we allow Satan to be our publisher. Ooh, Satan is a publicist. <laughs> Satan is our publisher. Man, that sounds like a and bar. It's our fault. That, that sounds like it's a, our fault. It is, it is, it is. Yo, we're going to come right back with more from Corey Red. Don't touch that dial. Church on the Block. Welcome back to Church on the Block, man. Corey is going deep, man. Straight Corey Red's style, man. And we uh, are bringing it right back to how the reality that that nothing oftentimes is good about Christian ministry and life. You always hear the ratchet stuff as Corey was talking about, right? So just join us again in this conversation. Church on the Block. And see, that goes back to that optional piece. Like, and, and you know, we're going to take, we're just going to do what we need to do in this house here at the new Great Amount Pilgrim Missionary Baptist AME Zion Church of God of Christ, uh, non-denomination. We're going to take care of this spot, but we don't, right. we're, not, we're not, we're not so concerned with that testimony outside of that, um, to be a bold witness to that, to that, to you that. You know what it is? You know what it is too, Phil? Like a lot of Christians, we have the same attitude as the world. We go, hey. they've been talking about Christ coming in the end for so long, man. That ain't, ain't going to happen in our, and so we don't, there's a difference between accepting truth and acknowledging it. Right, we, right. As Christians, we acknowledge that Christ is coming back. We acknowledge that the great tribulation is coming. We acknowledge that there's going to be things uh, coming forth that were prophesied in the book of Revelation. We we acknowledge it. But you right. can tell by our behavior, we don't accept it. True, right, so There's right. a difference between acknowledging truth and accepting it. When you, when you acknowledge the truth without accepting it, you believe it in your head, but you don't. Your behavior doesn't respond as if it's true. Right. When you acknowledge, when you accept that something is true, then your behavior changes and you conduct yourself as if what you know to be true <laughs> is true. Right. 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 I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. We do it on other things that are that are. Uh, uh, um, we, we feel we got time. Ah, uh, right. We feel we got time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We feel yeah. we feel as long as I attend church. See what happened is church. For a lot of people, church has replaced God Ooh. instead of us being the church. We are the church. Right. Like I told right. people, I told somebody, I said, it can't be about church attendance because during the pandemic, they closed church down. Right. You right. couldn't go to church. So what happened? You didn't have no connection to God when they closed right. the church? <laughs> they Think about that, Phil. Phil, True. they closed church. <laughs> right, right. We, we will arrest you if you They got closed it. church. Right, right. So when so what happened when they closed church? We ain't had no connection to God no more. What happened? Right. <laughs> For people that don't have a connection to God, they was messed up when they closed church because right. you know why the church is their God. Right. That's true. That's true. That's Remember, true. people, you know, and the thing is, <laughs> as teachers, word. we don't we don't teach the believers that to make them understand institutional church came 300 years after Christ. Think about right. that. Right. So that's like that's like Christ died and rose from the dead back in 1722. Right. And then here we come along 300 years later starting a church. <laughs> right, 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 right. And so what happened, so the point I'm trying to make is when the church of Rome was created in the early 4th century, 300 years after Christ. Yeah. Because they stopped fighting, they stopped trying to fight the Christians and say, 
we got to go the other route. We right. become the Christians and absorb them. Yeah. So Constantine. when Constantine, Constantine yeah. had his fake conversion and right. they merged the state and the interest back then was between the, how could we merge the, the interest between the Christians and the pagans? Right. So they came up with the church system that was taught, tied to the state and emerged the things of Christians and paganism. So sometimes when we say, where did the church go wrong? From its foundation, the church was set up to be wrong and be right. an instrument of the state to control the Christians and the people. Right. So the institutional church never was, it was never really a point where it was right because the whole creation of it in the first place was to deceive and control. Right, right. We right. are the church. True. We, we are, are the, church. the church. The body of Christ. We are the church. Exactly. Right. We you know what I'm saying? Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And that that needs to be the way in which ideologies from local congregation, from Bible studies to discipleship needs to be. But I'll be honest, I'll be honest with you. Revamped. Like you see, everybody don't like I know you personally. Yeah. And I right. know a lot of other pastors personally. I sink the heart that y'all had. Yeah. For the people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know, I know y'all heart is right. You know what I'm saying? Your heart yeah. ain't perfect, but it's right. Right. And a lot of these, unfortunately, I hate this, but it's true. A lot of these pastors, a lot of these ministries, they're not set up to teach people how to be dependent on God. They're set right. up to train people to be dependent on church and to be dependent on the past. Right. Right. And so what happens, so what happens is you got spiritually paraplegic Christians in your denomination. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sipping exactly. on, sipping on, sipping on nutriment for the word. <laughs> exactly. That's you good know what word. I'm saying? Yeah. So then you, if you so think about it, if the army of God in your church, your division of the army of God is 80% paraplegics, they, <laughs> what kind of war are they going to go out and fight? Exactly. Exactly. You know they, what I'm they, saying? They can't. They can't. They can't. Right. They, they right. ain't even no good. They, I mean, spiritually, they not even, they couldn't even, they couldn't even, they couldn't even uh, qualify for the Special Olympics. Right, right. Spiritually. Right. Spiritually. spiritually. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You understand what I'm saying? Yep. So, <laughs> I mean, a lot of things, you know what it is, Bill? It's like a lot of the problems that's going on, they're very simple. Yeah. Everybody takes them and makes them real complex. Yeah, you know what I mean? So, so that they can sell the answers to you. Right. See, there's a lot of answers I could tell you, or like I said, I could write a 400-page book and sell it to you. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If I just tell it to you and equip you, to go do the master's work, I can't make no money off it. So I ain't gonna tell you. <laughs> right. I'm gonna make a 400 page book about it. And I'm gonna sell it to you. Right, right, right. I tell people all the time, it ain't rocket science, man. Just get out here and be a human being with other human beings going through life. Just do that and let that be a touchable faith. And folks will be like, "Yo, why are you out here, man? I, I, God got me tight. Now I just want to love on y'all and be out here." God, I ain't never talked about God. I know nobody ever come at it. All of a sudden, it's a real dialogue. You know what I mean? Because most right. just like they they just wait. But, really but they waiting. but they but they but they care what they 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 care what you're saying once they know that you care. Yep, that's true. You know what I'm saying? That's it's, true. it's powerful when you when some people probably just sees that before you even start talking about it, it's undeniable that because if you care about me, that means you you see, that means you add value to me. Right, right. You telling me I'm valuable. Right. So once you make me feel valuable without saying a word, you automatically empowered me right there. Yep, exactly. Just because you made me feel valuable. Right. I'm in the joint with these guys on, on Thursday. They roll around one time and brought lunch to them. Dude said, hey, man, you want my lunch? I said, man, I'm not trying to eat meat right now. It was Lent. Switch. Gave me the, he gave me his veg. I was like, 
bet. They thought I wasn't gonna eat nothing. I'm gonna eat the food. Right. What I look yeah, like? Yeah. What I look? Yeah. What I look like? What I look like? Right, right. One is free. Two, I done probably paid for with my state money. I'm a slam. I'm a slam. Right, right, right. <laughs> now I done ate. I done ate. I done ate with them too. Like yo, and and it ain't, it's better. Than, it's better than the food they serve with at my job. You know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> for real. And it's just that thing. Is that incarnational piece of what I'm saying all that for? I'm gonna be with the people for real. And and if I if and I I believe if I'm gonna commit to being that vulnerable with the people, right? Then there is a sense of okay, hopefulness in the midst of that vulnerability because it ain't it ain't I'm up here and, and you down here. We we in this thing together, and that vulnerability is seen more when you are able to have that incarnational kind of connection, man. You know, and Yo, people respond different when they know that you care and you value them. Right, that's true. Like, like, like across America, most of us are people that complain at their jobs will have the similar um, complaints. And yeah. if you was to sum up what most of the complaints fall under the category of, they don't care about us. Right, 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 they, right, right. They don't appreciate us and they depreciate us. Right. So when you treat people like they have no value, that's how they respond to you. Right, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yep. When you treat people like they ain't got no value, if you don't value them, and that's how they respond to you. You get right. what you put out when you deal with people. <laughs> right. You know that's true. Even, even they were talking about when the Rams won the Super Bowl, there was an article I feel where they read, they were talking about the approach that the that the Rams coaches and certain coaches are doing in different sports. Like mm. that whole Bobby Knight screaming at people and trying to mm. motivate them by yeah. saying, what's wrong with you? Like making them feel devalued. Right. That don't work, especially when you're dealing with grown men. Grown men making money. And so right. when, and they were talking about on the rims how they have the the they have a their coaching style is to encourage and 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 get the most value and show you how valuable you are and mm. the response to the players has been better than when they wow. use those other type of so right. it works with coaching it works with ministry it works it, it works with you know what's funny <laughs> even 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 gang members and organized crime bosses understand that. Right, that they get that they get more out of their organization when they even if they fake it, right. they at least convince their subordinates that they value them. Right, you get Absolutely. a better response, man. You, you know what I'm saying? You will. It's you just will. like it's just like even it's just like even when we play on the when we play on the field, it's one thing if your offensive line is blocking for you because it's their job. but they block a little bit different when they love their quarterback. Right, that's true. See, you know what I'm saying? Yep. To the, the, the relationship, right? The relationship that certain quarterbacks have with their offensive line, right? It's they a brotherhood and a fellowship and a love relationship, right? They taking them and out you, to eat. And when we go on the field and play, it's just like when my block plays your block. There's a different way I play with my block than I would play <laughs> with your block because right. we might fight fight each other on my block, but at the bottom line, we love each other. Yeah, yeah, exactly. and we're going to play for each other. It just there's that little inexplainable variable yeah. that comes along. Yeah, when you when you when you know somebody values you, man. Yeah, it's true. You know what I'm saying, mother? We're not mother, showing people they got value. You know what I'm saying, mother, mother Teresa said this quote, which says, um, "Whenever there is an absence of peace, it is because we forgot that we belong to one another." You know what mm -hmm. I mean? When we realize that we belong to one another, it, 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 I mean, we even say a phrase here at the firehouse. We say, look, our success is measured 
on the success of the person next to it, the Jay-Z line, he say, right? So mm-hmm. in, the con- in the context of consciously being aware of, oh, I'm done for the day. Nah, until they done for the day, until the work is, then, then, because we belong to him. Did right. He, did he get home? Did he make sure he got home? What's, what's the word? Don't just, I'm mm-hmm. done, I'm out. But that's sometimes is also the knock, you know, on, on, on the church. And I get it. I, I mean, I get it. People tire, people do whatever. But when there is a needed commitment and move forward, we, you know, the, the body of Christ is oftentimes, you know, silent in some areas that way. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. so I want to ask you now, man, what is it that, 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 that you're doing musically? Like, what is it you're doing now? I know you got, uh, 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 uh I don't want to say centuries, but you've got decades of music, man, and impact mm-hmm. there, you know? What is it that you're doing musically, and what's what's the uniqueness about it? Now, and then, of course, I'm going to ask you to, to spit some, of course, man, but, like, mm-hmm. like from, from, from your years of, of tenure, what, what, what have you learned? What is it that you, that you are, um, you know, you, 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 you see different perspective in the culture and, and, and what you're seeing in faith and, and, and from, from time before, or maybe it's the same thing, but, but just... I mean, what... What happens, the way I always approach music is, is real simple. Whenever I'm doing a song, whenever I'm working on a project or just doing a song, it's like, I always I always approach it from two places. On the physical, just wherever I'm at in life as a man. Right. And on, and on the spiritual, wherever I'm at on my walk with Christ. Yeah. And if you look at me in precise, whether it was an album, mixtape, or whatever over the years, that's why none, no project we ever put out sound like the other one. Because we always just run from where we were at in that time, in that right. moment. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so, right. you know, even with this right here, you're getting where the moment where we are as our, as our life as men yeah. and where we walk as sons of God. You know what I'm saying? And right. That's what comes out. So it's like, that's my, that's, I run from the inside out. So I don't have the pressure of following the trends. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right, right. I have right. to keep recreating the trends because I just got to keep recreating who I already am. If, if I do reinvent, I just reinvent who I already am <laughs> instead of trying to become something that I'm not. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And so, right. you know, I got different perspectives and certain things I feel the same, certain things you grow older and right. you change the way you feel about certain things. You know what I mean? True. Yeah. As you grow. You know what I mean? So... It just it's just different, man. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Man, what's the name of this new album? It's called The Prologue. The Prologue. Um, the Prologue is the opening scene in a in a movie in a in a um a movie or a play. Right, right. The first right. it's the first and opening scene in a movie or play. And so it's like the this is this project is just like the opening scene in the next part of the lives of Corey Red and Precise. Dope, dope. So that much stuff to come behind it. We, and we got music coming behind it, things outside of music. Yeah. You know, so, you know, everything we getting together, you know, um, you know, we're going to have more capital to yeah, deal with. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're going to have yeah. in- business infrastructure, companies, and, yeah. you know, just, just, you know, just moving like grown men. That's uh-huh. all. Right. Exactly. You know, exactly. moving like grown men. Man, you got you got some 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 heat to spit from 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 the album as as the prologue is getting getting uh, all mixed and mastered. Yeah, I mean, I got I got a couple of bars from you. I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you wait a little bit for the for the album. You know what okay, I'm saying? bet bet bet. But I right. give I give you a couple of bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was born August fourth, sixty nine. Red like palladium, hard like titanium. 
uh. hot like uranium. On this year in sports, Willie Stalger was the first one to hit a home run out of Dodger Stadium. So I took that as a sign. I was meant to be great, but I accepted if I'm great, that I'm meant to get hate. And if I'm meant to get hate, an early death could be my fate. When my soul escaped, I'm crowd surfing through the pearly gates. America's fate is a communist state where they rate your behavior with a social credit score they create. When I ran with the wolves, I made sure everybody ate. So if you flip on preacher, man, the wolves may retaliate. The year was 69. It rocked. According to the Chinese calendar, I was born in the year of the cock. So I took that as a plant. I was meant to stand tall. Walk the land as a man. Diddy bopping down the hall, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Diddy bopping down the hall. <laughs> yeah, man. Man, you always have thought-provoking insight. And yet, and yet, and yet, it's just so... It's, it's real. It's, it's thought, thought provoking. And um, like, oh, okay, the baseball joint, I see. I mean, it's just creatively and, and still true uh, to the culture and East Coast as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I mean I'm where I'm from. I, I always tell people the powers and where you're from, man. No and doubt, I, no doubt. And like I told the New York dudes, I said, yo, you can't <laughs> expect a dude from Jackson, Mississippi to recreate like a Chicago or a New York vibe. He's going to come from the perspective of where he's come from. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. And everybody, again, man, it's like one of the things I'm big at in the culture, though, is um, we really got to stop these, especially amongst black people, we got to stop these uh, regional, not liking another black man because he's from another region. True. It's ridiculous, True. man. True. And, and the funny part is, especially when, with us up north, like I always got, I always imagine this this thing. Like there's a dude from New York and Chicago that's beefing with each other, and little if we would could check their family tree, they got the same grandparents <laughs> from South Carolina. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, right. like a lot of dudes is beefing, and, uh, and 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 as life would have it, they don't even know their family. Right. Right. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's true. Or, you know what I'm saying? Or if you're yeah. from the north, if I'm from the north, I'ma hate the south. When everybody up here came from the south for the right, moment. right. So I mean, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like I mean, like I'm I'm against all the different wars. Like I'm against the generational wars. I'm against the young against the old. Yeah. I'm against I'm against the West versus the East. Yeah. Honestly, I ain't gonna front. It blows my mind in 2022. We still got the dark skin, light skin thing. Oh my I mean, God. I can't even. I mean. I mean, me. I'm. I, we should be embarrassed that we still doing the Dawson yeah. Rice thing in for 2022, real. man. For real. For we real. should be. We should be over that. Graduating. Got right. the t-shirt, bumper sticker on the car. We <laughs> should. Right. We should have graduated from that. But you know, I guess that Willie Lynch letter was true, man. Yeah. If yeah. We, if we can implement this, then we can have them for 300 years. Eat. Right. 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 Yo, man. I want to thank Corey Red, man, for. Being with us, man, that's my man, 20 grand, not 50 grand, uh, who've been around uh, 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 my life in this world of, of, of hip-hop and, and, and ministry, man, for a long time. Him and, him and Precise got a new album coming out. Make sure you look for that. You know, they they older now. They got some deeper things to say. They've been around the block for a minute, so make sure you cough that. Man, what y'all think about that conversation, man? Man, I think it was a great conversation. You know, I didn't grow up listening to Corey Ridd. Yeah, yeah. I know Corey Ridd because y'all talk about right, it so right, much. Right, so right, right, right. I'm looking forward to that album, but... Uh, the thing that touched me the most is how the brother was talking about uh, how in our community we still talk about the black and the white and yeah, how yeah. different shades 
man, we still got some healing to do. Right, right. And I think those are some of the messages we need to be talking exactly. about. Exactly. Right, right. Because people are dealing with that. Yeah, man. This is what I loved about Corey Ray. And I mean, I early on in my Christian walk, when I, all the Christian hip hop I was listening to was like, you had to be like quoting great white theologians and like <laughs> doing, you know, exegetical work and all this stuff in your hip hop rhyme. Like that's the stuff I grew up with. Man, then Corey Red came on the scene mm-hmm. and he was just talking about what I saw growing up on the block. And I was like, right. we could do this for Jesus. Like it was <laughs> it was a total transformation of mine. <laughs> right. And I'm so I'm forever grateful to him. And it's it's amazing to hear in 2022. The stuff he's talking about in that interview field, yeah. it ain't like it's new. Right. He was saying that stuff in 1999. Exactly. You know what I mean? In right. Christian albums and like I'm just so thankful for his longevity yeah. in this conversation and dialogue and being an example that the church should be relevant to what's happening on the streets yeah. from the get-go, man. And he didn't shy away from Jesus in none of it. None of it. But None the boy could rhyme too. Yeah, That's what mattered, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah, he had yeah. bars, so it wasn't like he was some corny dude trying to do it. And so, see, man, and I his messaging it. conflicted with yes. the powers that be. Yes, within that, whatever big time circles. I mean, big time. He talked about being on tour with different artists, and they were like, like little little fritting, fracking issues and things like that. But he was still true, and still staying true to that man. And we got to be more inclusive and welcoming right. all the facets of our belief and those who are rhyming truth in that space that looks different than other body. Rhyming different things, you know what I'm saying? So we got some things coming up, man. We're going to talk about some more stuff. We got Father's Day coming up, and we got some great insights for you to be empowered as a father, man. And, and right here in Chicago, in North Lawndale, in North Lawndale uh, Christian Community Church. Go ahead. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you, Phil. Yeah, I just want to let y'all know about Championship Fathering Weekend coming up the weekend of June 18th and 19th. Not only is that Father's Day, but June 19th is also Juneteenth. It's a great weekend to celebrate Championship Fathering Weekend happening at Lawndale Christian Community Church here in Chicago. Uh, Saturday, June 18th from 10 to 2, we're going to have a seminar called Loving Coaching Modeling, which is all about loving as a father, coaching your children as a father, and modeling what it means to be a great father. And then on Sunday, June 19th, uh, uh, our own Marcellus Casey, who is the son of Pastor Kerry Casey, who is now the CEO of Championship Fathering. His son, Marcellus, is the uh, the chaplain for the Kansas City Chiefs, and he'll be bringing the word that Sunday morning. We'll be in the Lawndale Christian Community Church, located 3827 West Ogden Avenue here in Chicago, Illinois. If you're going to be in town, come out to it. I yeah. think it may be a few dollars, but you know they'll give you a scholarship for $10 if you can't make it. But. Ah, come through. Come through. Don't worry about the money. Come through. Going to be powerful. And we need to, as men, really come together and, and sharpen one another in that messaging stuff that we have in our own heads That's right. to tell us we're not as worthy. So that, come on out for that. Come on out for that. Time to drop bars. There was a man who was uh, watching a little peewee baseball game, watching a little peewee baseball game, and he was seeing these guys uh, getting it in, and they was hitting the ball, and he saw a young guy on the bench. He's like, hey, man, um, what's the score? The young kid said, oh, man, it's 18 to nothing. The dude stepped back and like, wait a minute, 18 to nothing? What do you mean? You seem like you're pretty calm. He said, yeah, because we ain't had our time at bat yet. That's the reality of our walk with the Lord. Things around you may look crazy. It may be 18 to nothing in your household, uh, 18 to nothing in your education, 18 to nothing in your bank account. Maybe negative. But, yo, trust in the Lord. Trust in Christ because God cries with you, walks with you in relationship with you because he knows you ain't had your time at bat yet. As you trust in him, God will reveal all things in a way to bring you that hope and that power and that strength to sustain and to maintain. 
Yo, this is Pastor Phil. I want to thank you for listening to Church on the Block Real Talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets. Stay with us next week. Holy Culture Radio, Sirius XM Channel 154. Tell them it's crazy.